Good morning. You listen to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kim Parr. This morning, my guest is Tim Balkum, the CEO of Shaw Industries, the largest floor covering company in the United States from a revenue perspective. Tim, how you doing? Great, Kim. For people who don't know, just a reminder real quick that you've been at Shaw Industries for 31 years. You finished college in South Carolina. You started with DuPont with an engineering degree, and you were on the same master dream team. So you've spent your whole career in the flooring business, haven't you? I have. I'm very proud of that, proud of my time with DuPont. But once I came here and became Shawcom instead of Balkum, I had to make the jump over to Shaw. (laughs) That's right. Let's talk about, I guess, first topic would be year-end performance as we shift into 24. Tell us how Shaw did last year. I'd say that I was very pleased, but certainly not satisfied. You know, our top line was below 2022, as I think most people in our space was. We thought we would have a lot more renovation than we did. So there are some bright spots, and that new construction was a little better than we anticipated. I'm really proud of how we improved our relative competitive position with a lot of work on our strategy, structure, and leadership team. Even in a down year, we made significant progress toward our five-year aspirations. Yeah, I was talking to Santo recently, and we were talking about the industry and the the loss of business we saw in 23. And and we estimate that uh, we lost about $3 billion worth of uh, revenue from a wholesale perspective. So 23 was a tough year with the residential replacement being the softest. And you helped me with an article in the December issue. We asked you and several other of the industry leaders what the outlook was for 24. And to paraphrase your comments, you were saying it felt like we're going to see more of the same probably for the first six months and then hope for a, a little bit more energy in the builder market, which, you know, the builder market's the one that encourages everybody to shift where they live, which then spurs volume on the replacement section, right? Yeah, we certainly had two things confirmed. One is that our business is extremely tied to interest rates. We also see that that cycle of renovation and new construction and movement of people are still tied together. We anticipated that as people sort of squatted on those very low mortgages, that they would initiate more renovation. And quite candidly, we did see a lot of projects initiated, but the size and complexity of the projects were smaller than we thought. Some of that may have been availability of labor, and some of that may have been a little pessimism on the consumer standpoint, but we still feel very good about the long-term prospects of housing. There's a housing shortage, and we believe that fresh flooring is truly foundational to having a place that works for people. One of the big news items in the last month has been uh, the announcement that Scott Sandlin has retired from Shaw after 37 years and is going to move on in another area not related to flooring, and that you've hired Benjamin Leeper to come in to lead the residential business. Tell us a little bit about that. Over a year ago, Scott and I started working to create a leadership change on the residential side, and Scott started working on a, on a new part of our business and was going to transition to that. So Scott was really focused on making sure that our strategy structure and the residential leadership team was in place before he pivoted into that new role. He then did make the decision for very personal reasons to do some other things, and uh, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate Scott personally and professionally. He's a good friend, and there's just very few people that I admire as much as Scott and uh, his integrity and his commitment to charitable events and things that he's done are just very exemplary. 
Yeah, 37 years. He actually got the job before you did, didn't he? He did, and I'm very proud to have worked with Scott as a partner. You know, for many of those years, uh, we were peers. When he had the Main Street part of the commercial market, we worked together closely as I was on the specified side. And then as he moved to hard surface, he really brought me along to get hard surface as an integral part of our commercial business. And then for the last couple of years on the kind of changes that we want to make on the residential side so that really residential flooring gets a bigger share of wallet versus all the other things that people spend on their homes. We've seen some of that improvement on the commercial side, but we believe that there's more that our whole industry can get from the consumer and the homeowner on the residential side, and he's been a great partner in that quest. I just did an interview with John England, who's your executive vice president of brand on the residential side, and he kind of walked us through the new roles and the people in charge of them as you put more emphasis behind the four brands. Tell us a little bit more about that strategy on the residential side. What our strategy really starts with is building on our legacy of being customer friendly, but defining the customer only as who we transact with into being truly customer centric and broadening our definition to being who buys from us, who sells our products, who specifies or influences our products, who installs our products, and certainly who uses our products. What that has done is tried to create what I'm calling geography by brand so that we can start making decisions closer to the market and faster so that it can help our customers make more money and us uh, get that higher share of wallet. There are two things we always have to think about, and that's desirability and friction. We want to make the consumer and the homeowner desire great flooring and then reduce the friction so they can bring those projects to fruition. And much of that work has to be done locally, but it has to be done in a coordinated way. So I think our blend of strong geographic leaders, strong strategic oversight of customers that are in multiple regions, but then strengthen our brand so that our brands are more than just labels to facilitate distribution, but that they really start resonating with the consumer and help bring that interest into desire that they complete. You know, I'm excited about this shift you're making. And there's a lot of gurus in the marketing world that say that when you start talking about a customer, that's where the product ends up. You're talking about looking at what's traditionally been for Shaw, the customer being the transactional person, and you're going to look at that as well as the end user, right? Yes, and I think part of that change is that with technology today, a great example of that is our color wall. Years ago, the consumer started shopping and they started learning at the same time. So the color wall was a great place to start, but it was designed to bring the RSA and the consumer together. But today with the internet, the customer is coming into an environment and they are much more knowledgeable. They've already made a lot of their choices. They want a combination of validating some of their knowledge. And then also, how do you integrate that into projects? So we need to build on great programs that have great legacies like the color wall, but to also make that so it fits how the consumer's expectations are from all these other categories in which they bring things into their home. Some of the th initiatives that you're kicking off in 24 here as we talked the first week in January, just around the corner is this puppy bowl. Tell us about that and a few other initiatives you're excited about in 24. We know that one of the many changes that happened during COVID 
is that more people brought pets into their home. Not only are they live on the floor, but they impact the floor. So one of the things, in addition to just going to trade shows like we've always done, we went to PetCon, and now we're going to extend that through the Puppy Bowl and also through our sports business, where we are the official synthetic turf provider for the Bowl Championship Series. So it's a great way to interact with our customers. It's also a great way to bring some synergy together between our residential business, our commercial business, and our turf business. Well, as we're about to run out of time here, remind our listeners what sets Shaw apart and why do people do business with Shaw? I think at the end of the day, people do business with people. And I hope that people have come to trust and rely on us. Um, That's something that we never take for granted. And that together we develop market-driven strategies that are going to provide for mutual profitable growth. I think part of what underpins that is our operational excellence. And I'm very proud of what we've done in the last year to modernize our carpet facilities, to consolidate so we become more agile, some of our older facilities, but also to strengthen our hard surface supply chains, both through internal and external partnerships. So this operational excellence so that we can really drive outstanding value to our customers at every level. That customer value is so important. That's something we always hold ourselves accountable for. Make sure that we're working on the things that matter to them, not just now, but into the future. People hear me inside talk a lot about outside in, but also to think future back. The more that we do that and communicate with our customers, we earn the right to be their most important supplier. Okay, Tim. It's good to talk to you, and thanks for spending time with us here the first week of 24 as we get into the next year. Again, been talking to Tim Balkan, the CEO of Shaw Industries, and you've been listening to Kemp R and FloorDaily.net.